0: Hey everybody, Nathan King here from the Auburn Undercover podcast. Want to take a second and tell you guys about one of our new sponsors, Homefield Apparel. Extremely excited to be working with them this football season and partnered with them. You've probably seen them blown up all over social media, everybody talking about them. What is Homefield Apparel though? It's a premium collegiate apparel brand out of Indianapolis that designs incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs. Homefield digs through the archives and history of your school to find unique logos, mascots, and moments to make thoughtful designs. For your school and one of talking about your school one of their most popular collections is the auburn collection they've got 17 pieces in total right now including a brand new auburn t-shirt and sweatshirt that launched over the weekend on october 9th honoring the 1957 auburn national championship team it was found by a postcard design way back when from 1957 of Obie holding up that a 1957 associated press national championship trophy so super cool design be sure to go check it out i love how comfortable their stuff is my favorite is probably the Obie crew neck sweatshirt of him pulling down the basketball nets um, they've got auburn football and basketball stuff over there that one's probably my favorite super comfortable to wear just loafing around the house or to wear outside you can dress it up super nice design there Be sure to go check them out, guys, homefieldapparel.com. We've got a promo code for you to get 15% off your first purchase using the code Auburn Undercover. That's all one word, all caps, Auburn Undercover at checkout at Mm homefieldapparel.com. welcome back everybody another edition of the auburn undercover podcast here on the 24 7 sports network my name is nathan king back here with our roundtable edition of the show got jason caldwell and mark murphy on here as always looking forward to this arkansas game on saturday auburn plays at number 17 arkansas um fun fact we were talking about before the show this is the first time in 35 sec games that arkansas has been favored in an sec matchup which is crazy not you know, not overly surprising when you think about last year was the first year under Pittman and then under Morris. They weren't going to be favored, but um, they're going to be pretty fired up for this game, regardless of the fact that it's an 11 a.m. But um, we're going to look ahead to the matchup with the Razorbacks. And also we're at the midway point of the season. That's kind of where all our minds have been all week talking about the team. Um, Jason, your your story today was a, a report card or progress report. I can't remember the exact name you had for it, but literally that's what we're, where we're at right now. We're kind of gauging what we've figured out about this team. Um, six games in. And so uh, we'll just go around here and talk about that first. Um, your impressions of this team and how they might have differed from where we were in the preseason. Uh, Jason, I'll start with you. Uh, you know, Auburn yeah. four and two, yeah. not terrible, uh, but how different are they from what you might've thought they were at the beginning of the season?
1: Yeah. If you'd asked me what their record was going to be, I, I thought based on having Penn state um, LSU on a road, and then Georgia at home, which I thought was going to be as difficult a matchup as they had, I thought four and two was probably about right um, in terms of record. The thing that's probably surprised me is, has been the lack of development at wide receiver. I thought that was a position that would probably continue to grow some as they got into this offense, as those guys got some experience, got some maturity. Um, and it's almost like they've regressed in the last couple of weeks um, against LSU and Georgia. <laughs> you know, just kind of the basics of it. You know, it, it could be just putting too much pressure on themselves. Um, but it's they—they're they're not catching the football. They're not making the, the the average play, and it's kind of I think that pressure is kind of filtered over to to you know the rest of the offense a little bit. Um, this team's not making routine plays. You got to make routine plays because it's hard enough to make the tough ones. So, you know, I think. You know, for in terms of record, they're about where they are, where I thought they would be. But in terms of of what this, the identity of this team is, that's where I'm. I'm. I won't say concerned, but I don't know that this team has an identity right now. Um, they're still searching for it on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, defensively, they've kind of changed things up some, uh, but allowing too many big plays. So I, I think it's it's you know we've seen this in past years, but. You know, Mark will probably start laughing, but this almost reminds me a little bit of, of 1988 Auburn uh, when Pat Dye basically went into a Mississippi State game and said, look, we're fixing the we're fixing to run running football. Might as well get ready for it. I think it was 14 to nothing um, type of game. They ran it almost every play. But they said, look, we've got to find a way to run the football. And it kind of changed the mindset of that team. I don't know if this team's good enough to do that or not, but I think they've got to figure out a way to, to get more physical and run the football. And um, this be a good time to start against Arkansas. So yeah, it's. I think it's searching for an identity is probably my biggest takeaway.
2: And you know, I'm not going to laugh at that because that's exactly what I was thinking of before you even said it. And I even go back even further, another generation to Shug Jordan. They went over to Mississippi State one time trying to figure out what their identity was, and. They only offensive coaches only let them run four plays, four plays, three of them were runs, and they won that game. They just had to make their mind up they were going to be more physical than Mississippi State that day. I think the final score was fourteen to seven, and that helped that team grow up and have a really good season. So I agree. This team needs to become physical. They've got a veteran offensive line. Those guys uh, probably need probably need to go out and run the ball fifty times or even more than that against Arkansas, if they can do it. And yeah, Arkansas is going to make it difficult to try to do that because they're going to have nine guys in the box Jerem to run the ball. But uh, if you can establish that running game, uh, then your play-action passing game becomes much more dangerous, even if you're only catching 50% of the passes that are thrown on target.
0: So when you're looking at this team right now, we were talking about it a little bit before, but – this game, without even getting into the specifics of it against Arkansas, I think is a lot bigger of a, of a matchup than people are giving it credit for um, because of what it could mean for both teams. Jason, you were noting Arkansas's schedule beforehand that Alabama's really the only tough opponent that they've got left. And then you look at Auburn's side, This this might be a game that if you win it, it swings you more in the eight and four, nine and three range, as opposed to if you were to lose, um, maybe you might be flirting more with a, with a seven and five, six and six, just because when you look at the games they have left, you probably not going to be favored at Texas A&M. You're probably not going to be favored. Obviously you're not gonna be favored against Alabama. So this is a game, one of those swing games, one of the close ones that if you
1: come away with a win, you've got a chance to, to boost your record a little bit. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it kind of depends on what your offense looks like, but offense is such a big deal that um, you go out and, and don't score a bunch of points against Arkansas, and you might not be favored against Ole Miss even at home. Um, you know, that's that's a very real possibility um, because the the way they can score score the football. So, yeah, this is a it's a really big football game. Um, you know, like I said about Arkansas, you look at Arkansas, they got Alabama left and Mississippi State at home. Uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff is next, but Mississippi State at home, they've already played Texas A&M. They're, they finish at Missouri, and then LSU, they get on the road, but LSU right now, I, I'm not certain that, that that team doesn't finish last in the West when the smoke clears this year. Um, and so, that's this is an opportunity for Arkansas to – you start going, they you know, the big boy, you'd be nine and three in the SEC West. That's a, that's a big boy year. And, and year two for Sam Pittman, yeah, this is a big game. This is a big game for them. Um, but you just don't know how teams respond. You know, two weeks ago, they're riding high. They're top ten. They go to Georgia get humbled. Last week, you have one that, that, that you know, takes everything out of you. You go for two at the end and two straight road trips. Um, now you're turning home, it's 11 a.m. I think as far as timing goes, this is a the, this is the best possible scenario for Auburn to go on the road at Arkansas. Um, we've seen them play fairly well in some of these morning kickoffs in Fayetteville before. Um, but... You know, as, as as Martin noted to me today and, and mentioned it, this game had a, had that extra edge for Gus on Always, we just don't know how the, how they're going to respond under Brian Harson. We knew how they were going to respond under Gus. They knew that this game they're going to be ready to go. We'll see at eleven a.m. if this Auburn team's ready to go. They better be because uh, you know Sam Pittman. I don't think his teams go out there and, and 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 not be prepared to play sixty minutes very often.
0: Yeah, this was this is right now one of the most dominated sec series in terms of a winning streak um for auburn auburn's got five straight wins over both arkansas um, and old miss and that that's tied for their best streaks right now um in the sec mark this was getting into the game a little bit this was one that looked like it was going one way for in in a really em- emphatic fashion under gus Malzahn. i think for three or four seasons um something like 139 to 30 or something like that they were outscoring arkansas Um, It was just a beat. You could you could you could notch it down every single time as a beat down in favor of Auburn. Then you get the game last season and all of a sudden, like Jason said, we are introduced to the Sam Pittman brand of Arkansas football, which is a much, much better product um, than we saw under Chad Morris. So it seems like we might be getting some interesting matchups on our hands over the next few years, as opposed to what we got with Gus and Chad Morris, just because of where Brian Harson's team is right now and how Sam Pittman looks like he's got the Razorbacks kind of set up as a ranked team for the next couple of years.
2: Yeah. Arkansas, uh, those games with Malzahn, he only lost one of them. He lost that uh 54, whatever it was, uh, 47 or whatever four overtime game out at Fayetteville it was a funky game. Auburn was a better team, got several mystery calls that went against them with, by that officiating crew. And then a couple bad breaks and, uh, you know, Auburn should have won that game, but didn't. Um, and I think Malzahn after that was on a double mission to make sure he didn't lose again to, uh, at Arkansas. And, you know, he went 7-1 and one against them. And, you know, that's his home state. He made a big deal about those games. And uh, I, I'm with Jason. I'm not sure how Auburn's going to respond this week. Um, but I am pretty sure Arkansas is going to come out and play hard. They've lost two games in a row. I think those guys really enjoyed all the adulation they got after the four-0 start in Fayetteville and I mean they were they were the big deal out there particularly after beating Texas which was a huge thing from their old Southwest Conference rivalry days and that sort of set the fan base on fire and uh, I think they had visions of uh, championships dancing in their heads after they added Texas A&M and went to 4-0 and got the reality check at Georgia, they sort of hit a brick wall over there. But, I mean, that's no disgrace. Georgia's really good this year. And then they had a totally different kind of game last week, Nathan. Uh, they got their offense cranked up, and uh, they lost 52-51 at Ole Miss in a game they could have just as easily have won. And uh, Sam Pittman showed some guts there going for the two-point play at the end of regulation instead of uh, playing for the overtime. And uh, um, it was one of those kind of crazy games, like you thought it was over, but it wasn't over. And then you thought it was over again, but it still wasn't over. And uh, to me, it was one of the more exciting games I've seen in the SEC in recent years. So that shows me that uh, Arkansas – is really dangerous on defense, offense if, if the Tigers don't go out there and really play well. And then defensively, they've got a veteran group. they got three linebackers, two are redshirt seniors, one's a, a regular senior, big physical guys who played a lot of football. And I think this is one of the teams that is benefiting, too, from the uh, six-year senior. Uh, I think they got about as much experience as any team in the SEC. So uh, – uh, yeah, I think Auburn's going to have to play very well to win this game.
0: Yeah, that's why big reason why the, the numbers really like Arkansas and, and their resume so far, because both of those wins over Texas and Texas A&M have aged pretty nicely. Texas kind of blew that lead against Oklahoma, but sort of accepted that they've kind of found their footing, especially on offense. They're, they're a good team this season. And then obviously Texas A&M turns around and gets a win over Alabama. Like you said, Mark, no shame in, in losing to Georgia. Um, Getting shut out is not what they wanted to see, but then you turn around the next week, you're one play away from winning in a a game where you score 50-plus points. So um, on the whole, there's a reason they're a top-20 team. Um, They've got a good resume so far this season, and and both their losses have been kind of understandable. Um, Jason, we'll get into the matchups a little bit now, talking about that Arkansas offense, which has been explosive this season, um, been helped in large part by K.J. Jefferson, the quarterback, um, with whom we're going to get probably a million Cam Newton references during this game, because that seems to be the thing everyone wants to do this season. Um, but he's big, he's physical, he's strong, he's got a great arm. Um, he's had one of the better passer ratings in the SEC right now. Um, but he's helped out by a lot of weapons around him at running back and at receiver, as you wrote earlier in the week in the uh, in the offensive preview.
1: Yeah, he might get a lot of Cam Newton references, but he ain't Cam Newton. Uh, nobody is. Uh, he is big um he's an athletic guy but he doesn't have that breakaway speed that Cam had and he's not slow but he but he's physical and, and he's he's thrown the ball a little bit better than i thought he would this season with you know 62 percent uh, completion percentage um about 200 yards or so a game but he also averages 50 yards rushing a game with five touchdowns so he's he's got some big play potential but traylon smith is kind of the speed back raheem sanders is you know kind of the uh, uh you know a bigger back for them a 225 and twenty five pound freshman that gives them you know kind of some 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 you know bigger body inside and but you look at them and the key for them is is making them have to throw the football. If you let them run it, then it sets up the play action pass and that's where they're going to kill you because Traylon Burke's outside he's a very difficult matchup even when you know it's coming. But when they can run the football and 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 play action you with that guy outside who's built like a running back at 6'2, 220 pounds. We got, you know, he's averaging about 18 yards of reception. He has a 91 yard touchdown this year against Texas AM, 519 yards on 29 catches. So he, he's a guy that can make plays. You know, Tyson Morris, Warren Thompson, Davion Warren, they got some really good other receivers outside, but it it starts with Traylon Burks and what he does, but you know Blake Hearn's a you know a big tight end, two hundred sixty-five pounds. Um, that can do some things. So, yeah, this is a you know, this is an Arkansas offense that has some some playmakers, and they got some size up front too. Uh, you know they do lose one of their their bigger guys with you know you know starting right tackle that um, looks like he's going to be out. But they got uh, you know got, they got some veterans up front um, that can make some plays, and obviously you can't let them you know run the football that's the that's the key for Auburn um, that's where this one starts and where it ends if you're Auburn's defense
0: yeah right now Arkansas the number 10 rushing offense in the country on the other side of the ball Auburn's got to do the same thing uh, Ole Miss had I think 324 rushing yards on Arkansas so we know that their defense um, and look Ole Miss does that to almost everybody but um, not been the most impressive rush defense in the country this season but Market this, like we were talking about before, grounded and pounded and trying to get this running game set up for Auburn. Um, not necessarily set up, just, just getting it consistent and being able to run it because over the past three games, they haven't done much of it. But that's because they've been trailing even back to the Georgia State game. Um, they've had to throw the ball to get back into games. What do they need to do in order to get a guy like Tank Bigsby established? We saw he had a huge game against Arkansas last season, get Jarquez Hunter and Sean Shivers. Rolling. What do you expect to see out of this offense, and and do you think they'll really go after that and try to take the pressure off Bo Nix in this game and and sort of establish, like we talked about in the open, establish their identity on the road? You
2: know, from listening to what Mike Bobo said, um, I think they're going to try to run the ball. I really do. Uh, He mentioned that they got away from uh, running the ball because the time and circumstances in the Georgia game with Georgia starting to move the ball in the second half on Auburn's defense of running the game, and they were chewing up the clock. So it became imperative that Auburn score fast. And they did have one fast score in the third quarter, quick drive. And uh, But uh, the defense just couldn't step up and stop, stop what Arkansas. I mean, Georgia was doing running the football. So, I mean, you know, Arkansas is a little bit of a mystery on defense. Boy, they play hard they got a lot of speed. they got a lot of experienced guys. Just think about this linebacker crew bumper pool. Seems like he's been playing there for 10 years. He's put up huge numbers. He's on the Buckus watch list. He was second team all SEC by the coaches last year. Hayden Henry, 6'2", 225, a senior. And uh, he had 15 tackles against Texas. So that's, that's a lot uh, against anybody. And Grant Morgan had uh, 25 tackles in the last two games. 5'11", 235 redshirt senior. Um, he was a Walter Camp second-team All-American last year. So those are the guys that are the heart and soul of their defense. they got some good guys on the edge. If Auburn can man up, play some big-boy football and put together some 10-play, 12-play drives, that'll help them deal with the crowd because I think the crowd is going to try to help Arkansas. And, uh, you know, Anytime you've lost five times in a row to a particular opponent, seven of eight, you know, the other team goes out and plays well, you're going to put some doubt in their heads that you can actually uh, win this game. So that'll be something to watch how Auburn performs early. That's something um, Brian Harsin has talked about several times this week,
3: Nathan. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: Jason, after this, they've got the bye week. Um, you know, we—it's the, the personnel changes and um, you know, Brian Harson and his staff having more time to go in depth at, at the various position groups. Um, we've harped a lot on the wide receivers. The offensive line did not have a great game against Georgia. Obviously, not everybody. Most everybody doesn't have a good game against Georgia. Um, but from where you watch the game, which is right down on the field closer to the action, um, do you expect that maybe after this bye week there might be some changes up front on the offensive line? I know we've seen some rotating at, at right guard, but that's pretty much been it right now. Um, yeah, you expect any changes you think they
1: might roll with these guys in the second half of the year? Yeah, you know, I don't know. The thing is, you know, they uh, because of the preseason where they moved guys around, they've gotten looks at players at different spots. Um, the interesting thing to me is is that maybe the two I don't know, other than Nick Bronx, maybe the two most veteran guys are the guys that I thought struggle the most against Georgia, darius Ham and, and Brandon Council. I thought those two guys. I have struggled as much as anybody the other day. Manning Manning's the guy that continues to play pretty well um, when given opportunities. I wouldn't be shocked to see him. I mean, he's played left guard before. I wouldn't be shocked to see Tashaun Manning maybe get a swing on that side and see. Um, Alec Jackson has played. He's played left tackle. Uh, he potentially is a guy that could play right tackle too. Um, and so, I think there's there's I think everything's on the table. You hear Brian Harsin say that all the time. Hey, there's competition every day. Um, no, nothing would surprise me. I think the best case scenario is to go out and play better Saturday, and then go, "Hey, look, we got it figured out. We just needed to put it all together." Um, but I agree with, you know, what we we're talking about earlier. Um, I think you know, you got to find a way to run the football. This team, we've seen it. Um, you know, Gus on teams, pretty much everybody other than Mike Leach, um, when you run the football, you play better offense. That's just the way it goes. When you don't run the football, it makes it tough, um, and so I think they got to find a way to run it. Uh, and this is uh, this is one of those weeks to challenge those guys up front on the offensive line and say, "Look here, here's your chance. Uh, you've been talking about it, you've been wanting it. Here you go." And uh, you know the, the hard part is is you know getting in third and eight. You don't have any choice then. Um, so they got to have success on first down. That's that's where this thing starts. To me, I'm almost. You know, because of the offensive line, because of the things they've done, almost play this game a little bit backwards. I think they need to get back to throwing the ball a little bit more on first down um, to try to try to take a few of those shots. But even if it's six yards and they got to catch them uh, when to do that, but I think they got to get themselves where you know a little bit more unpredictability, and who knows, maybe get back to what we saw against Akron early in the season where it was two and even three tight ends. Um, Get that get more of the size on the field, make Arkansas personnel wise match up with you a little bit there, and then throw the ball out of some of those sets. Um, and of course, you, you should have an advantage running it. So there's some options. There's things you can do, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't expect a ton of changes in terms of personnel until at least the bye week, like you said.
0: Yeah, and that's just something I was looking at today. What Harson said this week, you like you said, he said it every single week. Um, that there's always competition that people in practice are always going to have a chance to step up and make changes on the depth chart and have an opportunity to play in games so I'm interested to see you know what his bye week routine looks like and what we're going to see on the other side of that particularly at wide receiver maybe on the offensive line what kind of changes we might get Um, okay so we'll get into our predictions for the game now we'll close it out here Mark we'll start with you how do you think this one's going to play out in Fayetteville on on Saturday both of y'all We'll be there at the game um, and then what's what's something that you think Auburn has to do really well um, that you think they will do well in order to win this game
2: you know one of the things I talked about uh, I mean I actually wrote about it was uh, turnovers halfway point of the season Auburn has only forced five turnovers uh, one fumble recovery and there's been 12 fumbles that they've had a chance to get on and then they've probably missed, Five, six, seven, maybe pass interception opportunities. They've got four. I mean, they need to really take advantage of those. And uh, fortunately for the, for Harson, is the, his offense hadn't been turning the ball over much. So the, the, they're in negative uh, territory as far as turnover margin, but not too far in it. And you know, if they could turn that around the second half of the season it could make a big difference in the one loss record and certainly could help them on Saturday against what looks to be a fairly evenly matched opponent. So, uh, um, in addition to running the ball, get some takeaways. And, uh, and I think that does about as much to deflate a home crowd as anything. If you get a couple of those and then cash them in and, and make points off of it, even if it's just three points and, uh, I think Auburn, I don't know why, I think it's a toss-up. I'm going to pick Auburn to win, uh, you know, 27-24 on the theory that the trend is my friend in picking games, and uh, I'm going to go with the trend, and Auburn's going for six straight against the Razorbacks.
0: Yeah, like we talked about, they got an opportunity to extend both of their longest SEC winning streaks right now. Obviously, if they beat Ole Miss, that one will extend to six as well. Um, Jason, for you, what are you going to be watching the most, and how do you see this one playing out?
1: I think, Nathan, you, you, you mentioned something earlier that I think is very key. Um, Auburn needs to get off to a better start. Um, we've talked about it. and asked Brian Arson about a couple of weeks ago. But w- when you get down, it takes a lot of the running game away. Um, you don't need to get down to an Arkansas team that wants to run the football and grind it out now. They play with tempo, but they can, they can slow it down a little bit too. Um, so, those, uh, I think that's the thing I want, I want to see most is, is often get off to a good start. They did, you know, last week, but they didn't finish, uh, you know, kicking a field goal instead of scoring a touchdown against Georgia. It's the big, big plays in those games. Um, you make a couple of those plays Saturday, and, and heck, it, it could be a 17 13 halftime game. That changes the, the entire complexion of the football game in the second half because Georgia has to do things differently on offense. Um, but when you get behind, you have to do things differently on offense. And um, so I think it's start. And then Mark mentioned as a defense, can you create some turnovers? But can you create some pressure? Even if it's not a turnover, can they create some pressure at the line of scrimmage, create some third and longs, pressure the quarterback, and and, and do some of those things to where that, you know, hey, you know, secondaries had their issues. They've blown some assignments. But it's it's also really hard to play back there when the other quarterback is is not under duress. Um, that was the case with Georgia because they were able to run the football. Can Auburn get back there and create some of those plays? I think you have to attack KJ Jefferson. You know, he's a runner. He's not a quick make you miss runner. He's a downhill galloper runner. Um, I think you got to get him before he gets started. Uh, those guys when they get started, that's when you're in trouble. Um, so, can they pressure? Can I get out from my, I think this is a game where where Almer can have I think he makes plays on offense. Um, I picked 30 to 27. I feel like Mark is kind of the same thing. I think it's gonna be a close game down to the wire. For me, the, the difference could be honors Carlson. Oscar Chapman's been really good. Um, I think the kicking game could be the difference in what I think is gonna be a close game. Yeah, Chapman not getting enough attention, by the way.
0: Uh, well, maybe by us in our exit survey every week, at least one of us puts him as the special teams player of the week. But uh, he's fifteenth nationally in net punting right now. So good, uh, good kicking and good coverage. Just thought I'd slide that in there. Um, yeah, well, I, I'll be the odd one out then. I'm picking Arkansas thirty-four um, to twenty-seven. Like y'all said, this is this is as close to a toss-up as we're going to get. And it also is a really big game. And look, you know, if Auburn does win this game, like we like we've been saying gives them a great opportunity um, to close out the season, the second half of the season, get some of these wins before road game at Texas A&M, before the game against Ole Miss at home. that will be challenging. Um, Really, I mean, all of them are going to be challenging, maybe with the exception um, of the South Carolina game on the road. I just don't know if I necessarily trust Auburn's offense right now to go out um, and outscore a good team like Arkansas. On the road, I've been impressed with what K.J. Jefferson has done. Um, Again, the number 10 rushing offense in the country. I think that speaks volumes for the way they're going to be able to set up their running game. Auburn's been really strong in that department on defense. Um, so that'll be good versus good. And that's kind of, I think, where the game is going to be won or lost. But um, I just see Arkansas coming back home after two straight losses, um, getting a win at home in a big in a big spot. And like we talked about, the first time they've been favored in, in four seasons in an SEC game. So, But could be wrong. And again, it would be great for Auburn uh, moving forward in the second half of the season if they're able to get this win on the road so appreciate everybody so much for listening to this episode of the auburn undercover podcast hope you guys enjoyed it Um, if you did leave us a five-star review on apple spotify google wherever you guys do get your podcast we really uh, appreciate that that's the number one thing that helps us out the intro and outro bumper music is by beats by mordecai you guys can find him on twitter soundcloud and instagram and until the next episode we will talk to you guys later everybody have a great
2: end to the week